This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Welcome to another dope episode of Hip Hop Heads. This is episode 41 on our quest to hit the episodes to coincide with the, the years of hip hop. Be sure to subs, like, subscribe, share the show on all the podcast platforms. We have a special guest, my collaborator from way back in the Daywalkers days, and she's... um hopped on a nice new project this year um we're gonna get into it and i don't know i don't know rosalie it's, it's, it feels like um it feels like you've always been a driving force for um for music every time every time i get to connect with you so so it's just a blessing oh thank you so much well, i'm glad to be here and i'm always glad to work with you jason yeah, welcome no, to the show thank you yeah, welcome so I wanted to give you a quick intro here because I think um, I'm not sure if uh, Novak knew this. So like in the high school days, I know you're rounding out your college years now, but you wrote an original song called Iron Chain and it was recognized by the um, Hamilton folks. So out of that, it was sort of like a competition, I think. Right. And you were able to perform that in front of a crowd of more than 2000 people on the Chicago stage of Hamilton. How was that experience? That was the coolest thing ever. I mean, being like 15 years old and then getting to hug Angelica Schuyler after like <laughs> singing oh, on the man. stage. It was a lot of fun. And I think the reason why I like to um, think about that so much is just because it was a really pivotal moment for me performing in front of that many people. It just made me realize I really want to do this. That's nice. That's nice. I think even after that performance, um, the uh, the Times Square Chronicles uh compared your voice to uh Sarah Bareilles the uh the Grammy award winner um for me like every time I I collaborate with you with music like for some reason I think Alicia Cara and then I I compare some of your tracks to other folks and I get different responses like I get like Nora Jones sometimes like do you get oh, like different cool. random like comparisons in general I do get a lot more random ones. I feel like now since I've been kind of shifting what music I've been performing, I've been hearing a lot of Haley Williams from Paramore, and that just makes me so happy. <laughs> Haley's nice. You've seen her perform too, right? Paramore? Have you ever yeah, seen Paramore? I saw her right. I saw her twice. I saw her with Foster the People and I saw her with Fallout Boy. Oh. They're really good lives. Yeah, I would imagine that. So I mean, uh, I mean, your voice, I mean, your voice does, you know, it's, it's almost like, we, like the first time I heard you on that Control song and oh, I was okay. sitting there. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it was stuck in the, it was stuck in the back of my mind. Like, you know, you're walking around the rest of the day and you're singing that song. I can't sing, but I hear your voice singing the words and everything like that. I mean, it's, you know, you really hit that song pretty much. The notes are nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool, and even if you just sing on the instrumental on that note, it's awesome. You know, the way Control is laid out. I love that song. Thank you. It's very sweet. Yeah, shout out to that Daywalkers track with JR on one. it as well. So mm -hmm. dig it. Like I know you love making music and um whatnot, but I know your true passion for pursuing the the music scene is kind of like to see people smile and you know, make them feel happy through your performance. So like 
um, you know, like you, you wanting to write and, you know, like connecting with people, you know, through their hearts and just making sure they're, you're inspiring. I just, I just, I just love that, um, that mindset. I, thank you. I wanted to kind of like ask, cause I haven't like connected with you in a while. Like, have you been, um, still parlaying in like other instruments like guitar and keyboard and what, and whatnot? Yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot more guitar. I'd say my rhythm guitar playing is pretty decent. I've been trying to teach myself more lead guitar just because the songs that I've been listening to are pretty lead heavy, like the strokes. Those are one of, that's one of my favorite bands, but, oh, man. um, yeah. mainly just rhythm guitar. I haven't touched a keyboard in so long. I really want to though. <laughs> that's not uh, though, but, um, three so like, the the project this year with Banff Brett, right? Yes, like, my boy. I, I love him so much. The After Laughter like project, right? Like, um, we're gonna get into some of your lyrics because I feel like every time I take a slice of one of your bars, it's almost like it's almost like a poetry scene, right? And then like oh, thank you. I have to kind of like unpack it and unfold it and then you know, I think your voice is very disarming because sometimes there's a lot, a lot of like hidden meanings going on if you don't pay attention to what you're actually saying. So like, yeah, I don't know, like say a word about like uh, the project because you're like on half the album. So I feel like yeah. it's just as much yours as it is um, the lead artist. Oh, thank you. So Ben Brat, I met him in high school. We were on Poetry Slam team together, actually, which is probably why it feels so poetic. Um, <laughs> usually... When we do, sorry, whenever we do hang out, we try to just bounce creative ideas to each other. He's a really talented um, artist, and it's always really great working with him. But um, specifically for After Laughter, he mostly, he I think, I th I'm pretty sure he did all the lyrics. It, it's been a long time since we recorded. We just released it, but it's we've been working on this for so long. I'm pretty sure he did a hundred percent of the lyrics that I sing. And he's a really great poet. I mean, we we used to do Louder Than a Bomb, Chicago. Um, it was it's uh it's made by it's the ones who do after school matters for Chicago kids. It's a really great program for just Chicago kids to just be able to put themselves out there and express whatever they're feeling, whatever they're going through on a stage. Um and he's just Van Frat's just a really good poet. So everything that I sing is just him talking about what he's been going through, what he's been seeing, and it was just a really great honor to be able to sing those lyrics that he wrote. That's dope. That's dope. So, man, not knowing that he he's he's known you since high school, that that definitely clears up some of my loose threads. Because like the way that you sing it, I, I could just imagine that you were the one writing it. Because I I think like he knows oh, your vibe, so it's kind of like <laughs> wow, that's kind of like um interesting to hear that he, he probably kind of um was trying to tap into some of your your mythos as i as i like to call it because like um <laughs> in the daywalkers days i feel like everything you wrote um i either latched on to or reacted to so like w one of the bars from the album that kind of struck me like i think i was telling you that um that cuts and bruises track yeah it's one of my like, favorites that's definitely like a standout for me right so like cuts and bruises on my skin. I just like the way they blend. I've been wearing myself thin. I hide them from family, friends. They don't know where I've been. Like just paraphrasing there, but 
Mm-hmm. Man, man, I feel like so, some of these songs kind of like take different directions, came different like, like I don't know, sort of like different audio um, change-ups. And yeah. yeah, I don't know, like um, why, why, why is that track sort of like one of the standout tracks for you? Uh, it was a standout track for me because, um, well, Bamf Brat is primarily a hip-hop artist, and I feel like with that track specifically, it was getting more into alternative territory and both me and him were so excited to work on the track and at that time he knew i was exploring more alternative genres and he's like i have to get you like to sing on this track like what do you think i did create the melody for this part um a lot of stuff i sing i I create the melody but i didn't create the lyrics um but i just kind of heard it i was like this sounds so cool like let me see what i could come up with and then i think the reason why it stands out to me so much is because it's my favorite melody that i've created on the project and he was just really excited to hear it and it just made him inspired to write those lyrics so it was a really it's really cool whenever we collaborate um on and on all the songs on the album but primarily this one it just kind of felt like my baby because it's my favorite melody i wrote for the album i mean your, I mean, your melody is what brings the words to life pretty much in that situation it's almost like the words are anything about the melody it's like it's your it's your presentation yeah. that elevates the words of what he's writing on paper thank you so much yeah, I just love that your your brain usually goes for melody first because like when when I look at your body of work, whenever I step back, I always think about the message and the lyrics. But I think you kind of approaching it like from a musician standpoint, like I think, I don't know, I, I might be like oversimplifying no, it, but you're I feel totally like you're right. kind of like thinking about how it gels first before you even write it, even though me, I would probably do the, the inverse of it. <laughs> No, musicians are very different. I know so many people who write the lyrics first and then apply chords and then a melody. I, I know people who have a melody in their head, like, oh, I got to like record this melody. I'll find lyrics to it later. Musicians are very different, but I think it's really beautiful how we could all just come together and make something so great, no matter what the process is. But it, so like, it it makes it make, it makes sense one hundred percent. No stage in that situation because because like I I go back to other songs that you did, Rosalie. Like um, like you think about Bound off the Daywalkers days. You know you think about yeah. that that melody is uh, it's haunting. You hear it and you go like like you know that's what I was trying to explain earlier. Your music your musicality is what really brings everything to light. You know it's the voice, the musicality, and it's the presentation that pretty much you know, hammers out the head at that point in time. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, that jam was just you. I would definitely love to kind of see some sort of like EP or project just featuring just you. Cause like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like my, my ear, like would love to hear something like that. So that was just beautiful. Um, to kind of riff off with Novak, was just saying, like, I feel like whenever there's a track sometimes you'll take you'll take it in different directions with your voice so do you do you feel like it's um sort of a challenge to kind of like change it up with the beat you know what i mean like as far as like do you feel like you always have to go with the beat or do you feel like i want to like find my own lane and the melody and my own melody and kind of match it up with you know what what the beat is going for i usually go based on the beat and that's kind of been um i feel like it's the hardest part of writing a melody for me, um, whether it doesn't matter what genre the song may be in, I've had trouble with both alternative rock or 
or hip hop tracks trying to find a melody because the beat is either really powerful. It's like, I feel like it's a little overbearing and I can't think of anything because I'm just so focused on how cool it may sound. Um, I think that's the biggest challenge for me, but I, I try my best. <laughs> I dig it. So look, there's another track that kind of like stood out for me on the Banff Brad album. Mm-hmm. And, um, the the bar on that one was the uh what is this the uh one heart one soul shared between us both that's the love i want to unfold but i can't be here if i feel controlled yeah that was one of his really great love songs i really like that one a lot he wrote all those lyrics um i think he made the melody too having a little trouble remembering but right um it was just he usually writes a lot of songs about um he's fan fret is like his own artist i'm probably getting this a little wrong from what i remember he told me he writes a lot of songs about his emotions and this was i think it was one of the first times where he like wrote a love song and it was just really powerful and i was really happy to sing those really beautiful lyrics that's nice i mean like with somebody with that mc name and I don't know if I ever really got clarified what the BAMF stands for. I'm assuming it is badass motherfucker. That's that's my <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I hope it's badass motherfucker. It could be badass. <laughs> we don't know. I've never asked him. I believe he told me it was like his tag, but that's probably oh, what I, I would it. hope okay. it is. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um I I mean, he's a badass motherfucker though. I, I can attest. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think one of the bars in a different song, it sounded like he was saying baddest. So that's what made me like second guess, like, is it actually B.A. or, you know, is he the baddest? It's whatever. Like, but the reason why I'm bringing up like the pronoun, if it is a pronoun, like, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's nice that he wants to tap into like love songs and, you know, do different like moods because like it, it definitely is a moody album, but mm-hmm. it definitely like it stays with you like you know um you walk away from the story and there's still some other things going on so like the other bar that i could have swore you wrote mm-hmm. this i'm 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 trying to think if this is the last song but this is the last like ending okay. that i always think about when i think of walk away from that album is um tears seal up the letter from me I, you're doing better than me right it's like yeah. just the image of like somebody crying and that being what's what closes up the envelope of a letter like like say say more about about that song i guess yeah so since uh how do i put this the way how ben Pratt kind of envisioned after laughter he literally coming from his mouth he said that this was his passion project um that he was just really excited to write um all the emotions that he was feeling after having experienced everything, which is why it's called After Laughter. Um, so when he was able to just write all these really emotional lyrics, like, yeah, like I'm sealing up this letter with my tears, like, you know, I've been going through it. Um, it was just really cool to read. I mean, I know I keep saying this a lot, but he's just a really great poet and you could really see it whenever he produces um, any of his songs and you really look into the lyrics. I, I wish I wrote that, but I did <laughs> He's just, he's really talented. And I'm, I'm just, it's a total privilege to be able to collaborate with him. Yeah, there's a lot of emotions of the after the after laughter um, album. And you think about it, like it's almost like the roller coaster rather relationship 
the highs, the lows, the end of the relationship, the should I leave this person? And like, you know, your like your voice on those tracks, like, you know, you think about uh, the one the one that really got me is Light Up My World. You know, Light Up My World. Light Up My World. <laughs> man, that, that track is really nice because it's like there's there's joy that still comes in, even though you, you know he's kinda in pain a little bit. But now you, you get you get the idea of that he's healing. Then he, then he get, you know, do you guys get back to one again? Then you break up again. Then you love him again. So there, there's so much. It's like hiding cold. The album is hiding cold. It's very, it's very moody, but it's a good moody. It's a, if I'm driving around late at night, that's a, that's an album that makes you think about life and relationships and everything. Yeah. I, I didn't get to collaborate on every part of his track, but from what I understand, all the songs are about love and i specifically with light up my world talks about a lot about his family and making his immigrant parents pr proud you know like that's mm -hmm. such a big part of what why he does his music and it was just really great to be able to see like cuts and bruises from romantic love feeling pressured from family love you know it's just it's just a really it's a, it's a great album <laughs> yeah i agree yeah definitely check it out if if you haven't um peeped it yet um mm -hmm. Cause like, I, I don't want to paint this picture like he's some emo rapper. Cause he's not. He's got grime. He's got streetness. Like he does. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Like I hear like so many different elements of hip hop and and you know trap and everything's just kind of like you know swirling. Is that tattoo real on the album cover? Uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't there when he took the picture. Okay, and you just another picture for me or another he, like he, myth, just, he showed me i was oh, like oh that's sick i didn't think to ask no, i was like wait a second is that is that rose because she's holding yeah. the rose I wonder, no, I was so is it? <laughs> but the, hey. uh, the the tat picture i think he has on it might be on spotify maybe there's like a, a zoom up of it it's on spotify like, right, holding the right. roses and like, whose hand is that holding the rose? Is that really, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of imagery in, in that in that tattoo picture. It's just the baddest. I don't know what I don't know where to say, <laughs> but um, yeah, it is on Spotify. Um, I think one of his friends did make the picture. I'm not sure if he got it tattooed, but I would I should ask. A lot of a lot of um, the relation between me and Bam. Being me and Bam Pratt, it's just like, hey, like I did this thing. So like, no way, that's so cool. Like we don't really ask any more questions. Like, oh, like that's sick. We're just we just vibe. We're like, that's that's good. That's good for you, buddy. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it because yeah. I think when I first saw your collabs in that um, with him, maybe it was like two years ago off the um, yeah, was it the Mellow Blue um, project, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, that that definitely was like, man, Rosalie's like tapping into different like caverns here. Cause I know like I always know you had that rock side to you, you know, the, the the punk, the punk um, you know, group that you collaborate with, but like for you to kind of like um be able to um you know, like be a spark for other artists in that way. Oh, like that kind of like that kind of was nice. That y'all that y'all came back, you know, y'all came back to kind of like repeat the 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 recipe of that one. Cause I think you were on two tracks on that album, right? Yeah. Um okay. it was like an EP, I think. It was an EP. Mellow Blue was really, really right. good. It's been so long. I I still remember like the melody, but it, I remember when he asked me to be on Mellow Blue for the first time. 
I was I was really excited because I hadn't been on many things at that point, and obviously he was one of my best friends from high school. So I was like, "You're finally oh, it's another day." I was like, "You're finally releasing music. It's so cool." Um, but yeah, another day is my favorite one that I sang on because I did write the lyrics for that one, and it was my first time really like tapping into something that I felt really confident in putting out there. Because I have collaborated with Daywalkers and such, and that was really awesome. It was really great to work with with, um, with the both of you, but um, I was never as confident in the melodies that I produced. They sounded great. I look back and I'm like, I was thinking about it way too hard. <laughs> we all we all did so well together. Um, I was 15 then, 15 or 16, which like being at that age, you're, you're never, I feel like you're never really, or at least personally me, I never really felt confident 100% in what I was doing. But when he sent me the demo for another day, um, the lyrics just kind of flow naturally and the melody did. And it was the first time I really felt confident in something I made. So it's cool. Oh, I dig that. I love it. So, you know, since you invoked the Daywalkers, I did have some bars I wanted to kind of like get your reaction to because you wrote it 15, 16 ish, as you as you mentioned. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if um, if uh, there is something brewing beneath the surface. So, like, what was this one that I loved? Um, ocean eyes, open arms. What I disguise as your firearms, words like ammo, full on blow, not the first time I should have known. So like, I don't want to pigeonhole you. Like every time you're writing <laughs> something, it's sort of like some weepy lyric. Because I think, like, it might have just been the the vibe you were on that day. Do you do you remember that one? Yeah, I do remember. I very much remember that one. And I'm that not here to sounds... spill the tea or nothing. So no, yeah, no, no, you no, just no, divulge no. as much as you want. This is 15-year-old Roselli T. It's not really important. <laughs> um, Stash your limitations but... up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really nice that you brought that up. Um, it actually, the lyrics are actually a lot better than, because um, I, I, I knew the lyrics, but just hearing someone else say it, I was like, oh, that sounds a lot better than I thought. Um, you know, so it's just really nice. But yeah, that's just about um, failed friendships, I guess, in high school. I feel like those friendships always really hit hard um girls can be a little mean in high school sometimes and that was kind of what happened with uh, me and an old friend it's all good now obviously i'm i'm, I'm 21 <laughs> but, um, at the time i just really needed to talk about it you know and i thought that music would be a really great outlet for me to just channel that positively i respect that i know i know novak might be going through some of those emotions with his daughter right now in his household yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. So it's it's tough being a teenage girl. <laughs> it's one of the roughest spots you can be. <laughs> I try to simplify it sometimes. I always go like, "What do you care about what they think and what they're doing?" But you're right. I mean, uh, teenage girls can be very mean. <laughs> so, uh -huh. Yeah, you know, I, I coach them in basketball and hear some of these conversations. I'm like, "You need therapy after like the way they read yes. each other and they." And they they like they attack certain angles that guys would never attack, you know what I mean? And you know, I started thinking about like most of the girls on that team sing all the time. So there's a lot of musicality on the basketball team. I've been in practice, I hear people harmonize, and I'm like, we're playing basketball right now. Why are you guys singing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody to get through it. Yeah, everybody's an inner artist, you know, especially trying to get through our basketball, they're singing like like you mentioned Hamilton. That's like that soundtrack, you know, 
for the generation, the generation of kids today, your, your generation, everybody, everybody's constantly singing Hamilton songs. Yeah. If you could do a cover of any Hamilton song for Lynn for Lynn Manuel in person, what would that song be? Oh my gosh. Uh either hmm, Burn or Satisfy. I think Burn would probably suit my voice better, but Burn's a really great song and I would love to sing that. <laughs> I can see that. Yo, that's a good one. Wait, when's the? Have you seen Hamilton in person, Novak? I have. I've nice. seen it. I saw it in New York City. I saw. I saw the. I saw Land in New York City. Get out for yeah, real. That's I saw wild. that. One. Yeah, my wife talked me into it. I was. <laughs> I was. I was going out there just to chill, and she's just like, "I want to see Hamilton." I'm like, "All right, I'm going to the Knicks game." So I ended up enjoying <laughs> Hamilton more than the Knicks game, but I won't tell her that. Because uh, I don't want to get a satisfaction that I enjoyed to play. But that, you know, I mean, Hamilton's awesome. I mean, I, I still remember, like, um, you know, here I saw here I, I saw it in Chicago, too. Chicago, we had, um, trying to think of his name right now, that stood in. Because, like, they keep, they keep changing the cast right now. I would say, like, you know, you know in that situation, I mean, Lynn Man was awesome. Uh, I would say, like, um, you know, you know, Skyler, no, no, Skyler, I will say that the uh, you know, the person who had the Skyler role, you know, she was on a soap opera originally. She killed oh. that role. And uh, a lot of those people were actors and actresses before they were on uh, the Hamilton staff. So I would say, like, you know, it it was great. I mean, I would say like I enjoyed uh, I, I enjoyed the ten I would say my favorite was probably the ten was probably the commandments. You know, that version of Ten Crack Commandments, man, was awesome. You know the way they put the way he put it down, the musicality on that, and I loved. Um, I said I love the room where it happens. That's pretty much the theme that we use at work. Like you know, people always complain about why I'm not in the decision making process. Well, you need to be in the room where it happens. So we use that term all day at work. <laughs> so that that's that's a dope question, Novak. Because like I would have wanted. Rosalie to say satisfied because of like I just want to uh. hear her spit them fire bars but it's, it's nice that you said burn because I just took um my kids not long ago to it um like a few months ago and I don't know that track that track is kind of I put it yeah it's like you know it leaves the crowd in, in silence you know it's a jaw-dropping moment of the show like burn is definitely something that you know it's definitely a sort of I don't know. It's like a gut punch, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. All the lyrics, you could just tell that um, she was just really going through it after the, after um, I mean, cheated on her. It was crazy. Yeah, the way the way he, the way he kind of played it off, like it just happened, and I was like, you know, it's. I mean, that play, that play has so many emotions and different feelings. I mean, you know, definitely. I loved uh, Washington on your side. Washington on your side was nice. Um, I like, uh, I like, I like the, the other one I liked on there was uh, What I Missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, nah, great play. Great play. I mean, the only thing musicality, uh, the only musicality I liked outside of, uh, outside of Watch Hamilton was probably Wicked. Wicked, I saw Wicked twice. That was, you know, it's not a bad story, but, you know, obviously Lynn's story is better than Wicked's story. Wicked just gets a new spin on The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. It tells the story, it tells the story of, um, 
you know, the good, no, basically the, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West before she became that, and actually she wasn't a bad person. So it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's trying to unravel the whole mythos there. Basically, uh, who's really the who's really the bad person in this story right now? And so it's really interesting when media takes something that we kind of knew and then shifts it and kind of gives villains their own origin story, but not like the villain, like not making them a villain, but making them more of like an anti-hero. It's always really cool. So yeah, w Wicked, I can't wait because I think they're going to make like a film adaptation of it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it lives up to um, the live performance. I don't know if um, Hamilton will ever get that treatment other than the Disney Plus, you know, recording. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i guess back back to your artistry for sex so i actually asked my my cousin to drop in because he's actually been on our podcast a few times q you there man he might be on mute hello everybody what up what up you so i i had q drop by because like like probably top three musical compasses for me novak my cousin q and my if like anything they're listening to i gotta like reflect on and then like q was playing fresh faded with rosalie in his in his ride one time and i'm like oh, wow thank oh, you oh man bro bro you, <laughs> yeah. you're vibing with this i think this is like rose's like second time she was ever in the studio or like the second time you recorded i think right yeah i think it was like the second time fresh faded so it's my favorite day walkers project that i got to work on it's so good oh yeah Definitely love that. Uh, I was definitely like, I gotta, I gotta get on the remake. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. Love it. Yeah, definitely. So you guys talking about uh, plays right now? Yeah, yeah. We're just kind of like talking about. Um, we were talking about Hamilton just a moment ago, but um, I was actually reciting some of uh, some of Rose's lyrics to her because when she wrote "Fresh Faded." And some of the original mm. Daywalker stuff, she was like 15 or 16. And um oh, wow. I I I was trying to like pick apart her lyrics because like I can feel the emotion, I can feel the sadness. And like my brain was going in so many different directions. And maybe it was just I was projecting it while what I was going on in life. But like mm -hmm. he she kind of like dispelled the myth sometimes. Like sometimes it wasn't as as tragic as it might have seemed, or you know, maybe it was, mm -hmm. you know, that's just another day in the life of a teenager, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, it made it makes sense i would say uh like you know i guess in terms of musicality uh rosalie i mean who who were your influences growing up i mean who who would you say like you took a lot of your melody from in terms of where you're developing your own style of melody uh, with melody i'm not so sure honestly um I'm trying to think. I think just anything on the radio just made me kind of inspired. From as of right now, I mean, it's such a tough question. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I, I did really when I was younger. Um, I did really, really look up to Alicia Keys. Like I wanted to be Alicia Keys so badly. I'd see her like lay on the grand piano and sing like no, like she was she was amazing, and that really made me want to do what I do. I also thought her melody writing was really, really good um, as a kid. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little different now that I'm older and I'm exploring new genres. I wish I knew what melodies really influenced me back then. I kind of just listened to, um, a lot of Alicia Keys and Fall Out Boy, interestingly. 
<laughs> I remember um, one of my um, guys was like saying, I think like her is some sometimes like what what you tap into when you're doing like hip hop tracks. Like I feel like um, there's an element of that. I, I don't know if you're necessarily trying to like mimic that or not, but like I, I like the the her vibes. Um, I think you mentioned to me before, like uh, Kalani and Dean have been like some other influences coming up. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I haven't listened to R&B music in a minute, like hip hop R&B, but oh my gosh, Kalani was definitely a big inspiration for me when I was 15 and I was in that booth. I just, I think she's an amazing singer. Her lyrics are great. Her melody writing, I think her melody and um, her album, Sweet Sexy Savage, um, it was just a really great album it always got me either in my field or made me just want to have fun and i think the thing with her melodies is that they're always really unique but they're always super catchy and i think that's what kind of inspired me in the booth you're so right Kaylani's a great example of what i aspired to be when i was 15 she's still really amazing i like her a lot i guess i was like have, do you feel like your uh your melodies influenced by emotions more so like kind of like how you guys were Templating like maybe moments of life you were at, or did, I mean, I felt like women, you guys have a certain level of emotional intelligence, you guys want to tap in and go there, depending on what you guys are reading or feeling or kind of reading the room. Do you feel like that's where maybe influenced by these other elements and albums and people, but do you think your melody comes from a place like that? Yeah, you know, to add to that, I don't know if this is what Q is thinking about because I was, I, my brain was going there like. Like Rosalie, I know, I know your fam, right? I know your mom's like super artistic with her photos. And I even know on your dad's side, there's a lot of musicality going on there too, yes, right? So absolutely. is there like a lot of that, that you've kind of been imprinted on without even realizing it? Um, I think so. I mean, I think, I think the biggest contributor to music in my life is my mom and my dad, for sure, without a doubt. Um, my mom would play MTV, um, all the time when I was a little kid. So I would just watch all the music videos that would come up um, and I would just start singing. My mom really encouraged me to sing a lot when I was a kid because she didn't want me to be afraid of like singing and just doing normal everyday things. So if I was ever scared, she'd be like, no, Ellie, like keep going. Um, and my dad always really loved to hear me sing. He would play a lot of CDs in the car whenever we would go pick up my mom. And that was a lot of pop punk stuff that I still really like today, like Yellow Card and uh, Panic the Disco's first album. So I would sing all of those lyrics so much as a kid. I was either I was either screeching whatever was on TV on MTV mm -hmm. or whatever was on my dad's CDs. So it's all thanks to them. That's dope. You just took me back to a memory where it's a little bit of an overshare, but I think one of our reunions, I was like, hey. Rosalie, come on, let's do a little B.O.B. airplanes. Or was it that or was it glorious? It might have been glorious. I don't know. There's a couple of times that I was it like, was hey, glorious, but I yo. still love airplanes. <laughs> I can imagine with the the Haley, um, the Haley flowers you were sharing earlier. I mean. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Uh, you guys gonna be thinking back too when I when I did see Hamilton here. We had Wayne Brady as uh, Aaron Burr. That was hilarious. <laughs> did Did you see that when he performed yeah. as Aaron Burr? He fell on stage that night, bro. Somebody was oh, telling no. me that he would like forget his lyrics and stuff like that too. Sometimes he stood he stood on top of the table and he basically went blank and then fell. 
And I was like, did he just did Wayne Brady just fall on the table? And he played it off real quick. He you know, part of the act. Part of the act, yeah. And people were like cheering, like uh, like you know, he forgot the words to uh, the room where it happens. And I was you know, that's like the song, you know, for Aaron Burr. So when he <laughs> He went blank for a minute. You can tell, like, he's like, you know, he just smiled at the crowd. Some women cheered. I was like, he forgot the words. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, it was short-lived. We saw, we saw, he was, he was, you know, we didn't know he was going to be performing. So we went to that, we went that night and he showed up. And I was like, no, we were just making fun of, like, the whole Dave Chappelle thing. And we look on stage as Wayne Brady. I'm like, wow, this is, this is creepy. So... <laughs> Yeah, he. Uh, I think he did it. I think he did it for like about man, maybe two weeks, and he got off. He got off real quick, and they brought back the Aaron Burr Chicago. So it was. It was. A, it was a quick in and out. So funny. Yeah. So you said so you were talking about uh, Fallout Boy. I mean, so yeah, Fallout Boy writes pretty well. I mean, I will say they do. I I haven't heard a bad album. You know. And you start thinking in terms of like hip hop, how hip hop samples everybody, or you know, there's musicality across all the different genres and everything. So, yeah. So you say you you started to explore different genres. I mean, right now, what would you say like been your favorite genre so far? You started to explore and get to know a little bit more. Um, I think it's a good fifty fifty with punk music and um, indie garage rock. Kind of like I was mentioning, um, the Strokes are really good in like early Arctic Monkeys stuff, and I've been kind of inspired by them with my music recently. Um, but in terms of punk, I've been really liking the Riot Girl era of music. So that would be uh, Bikini Kill and all that good stuff. Just I don't know if I can necessarily write like that, but I really like women in that movement, what they stood for, and what they brought into music. It's really cool. Yeah, I can see that. You're talking about like Bratmobile and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So actually why I know that, but <laughs> <laughs> I got 11 year old, so I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's like, you know, I would say like, you know, generationally, you think about, you know, like the, the kids in grammar school today are more riot girl than anything else. <laughs> and it's, 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 you know, like no stage and uh, like Q, it's like, it's like a mystery of that. And then you throw Taylor Swift on top of it. And then you got Billie Eilish in the background scaring everybody. So that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much what's going on musically, like in my house. Like you know, like I won't say it's emo. Like Billy feels me. Billy feels more emo than anything else. I agree. It's it's almost like maybe the day I go outside, maybe I won't. Maybe I just be sad. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I I can't <laughs> I can't listen to her when I drive. I tell my kid, put your headphones on. Seriously, Billie Eilish is making me make me feel down right now. I can't listen to what she's singing about. She she's sad all the time. She's a sad girl with her music, but it's always really good. I also think Olivia Rodrigo has done a lot of really great stuff for younger kids exploring like new genres. I know that Olivia Rodrigo specifically, she would listen to like the White Stripes and Veruca Assault, which is all alternative rock music, and you kind of see that with her new music now. So it's cool that alternative music is coming to the mainstream because of that. So I think that's awesome. Yo, Olivia, she's having a moment, man. She like, is. She's, she's always like, is man. the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, though, dig this. Like again, like my my last fanboy pride here. I, I really apologize, but the first time you were actually on the mic, and again, I'm not sure 
if I'm overselling the story because like I know you've been writing a bunch before you you met up with us day walkers right but the bar that stuck to me so basically blinded by my hopes and dreams couldn't see in front of me told me stop but I said go deeper into the unknown grab on tight hold on to me pull me into your gravity if only I could see your spark deeper driving in the dark now you could not tell me a 15 year old rose on the mic for the first time in the studio is like writing something like that and please don't tell me it's just about like somebody that made fun of you or something at school I'm like what this is some dark darkness going on I don't know do you do you feel like I don't know if old soul is the way to put it but like I, I don't think you were like like um trying to mimic darkness I feel like there's something deep going on I wish there was something deep. I think I was just having a moment that, like, let me just channel. If I was, I think what I liked to do a lot when I was um, younger, and I didn't have a lot, I was 15. I didn't have a lot to write about. Um, so I would do, what I would do, especially when I was first starting off with Daywalkers, I would, like, try to get into the mindset of someone who wasn't me. And I would try to write about that. So when I wrote that, I, I was I like, yeah, thanks. So when I was 15, I was like, hmm, what if I was, like, this, like, I think I wanted to be um, in my head. I wanted to be like a an artist of some sort that wasn't like that wasn't so sure of themselves. And I guess I guess that's kind of me now. I guess I kind of wrote that about me and myself. Fifteen year old me wrote about twenty one year old me, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I had to kind of think of scenarios to put myself in because I didn't have a lot to really vent about at that age. I feel like now I do. But that that is kind of crazy. I remember the first time I ha actually had to drive in the dark when I had my license. I thought about what I wrote. I was like, oh my gosh, driving in the dark is actually a lot scarier than what <laughs> yes. I thought it was. I felt like and I was that's the name die. of the track. And that's <laughs> the name of the track. And you know, I appreciate you kind of like saying it's not always like that emotional or that controversial what you're writing. Like sometimes it's just a page out of your diary, right? And then you know mm -hmm. you forget about it the next day. But I just I just love that about rap and hip-hop and just writing in general like sometimes yes. it is sort of like a slice of life yeah i definitely agree i think it's cool how i was able to write about something i'd be feeling like years from now and i didn't even know what that felt like but i think i captured it pretty well <laughs> i think so like it's like reincarnation pretty much on some of those tracks you think about like you know like i didn't realize that time frame was 15 year old rosalie compared to um today with you know with you know today with the new music but that 15 year old basically was writing from a a, a process where like you know you write those things like you've been here before <laughs> or, or, or who are you really basically because yeah because i didn't i didn't interpret that way until you just mentioned it. i'm like wow that is pretty interesting because you know yeah. Most fifteen-year-olds get on the get on the track at that point in time, and you know it's party music. There was no party in the music. There was, you know, you know, say you're trying to you're trying to unravel what's going on here. <laughs> Tell me what are you feeling right now? So I, I totally understand it now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think again, like, I'm 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 always kind of like disarmed again, like like um, Rosalie is definitely like small in stature, and then the voice. <laughs> It definitely is oh, sending me you. different signals. But then when I hear the <laughs> lyrics, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What, what, where am I supposed to go? So I know you've covered some tracks, like maybe on like your YouTube while ago or on your IG. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm actually curious, Q, like if there's a track you thought that Rosalie should cover, is there, is there anything that comes to mind? 
Okay, no Novak was sort of talking about like Hamilton songs. Mm, um, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I mean, I I can I can see where she's coming from from a couple you know honorable mentions or how kind of like the Alicia Keys. I mean, I mean when the faded track, like I was telling you, like like probably not a popular statement right now, but <laughs> uh like how I would say like the remix, like I would just be on my P. Diddy shit and I would take uh <laughs> take uh, Drake's fireworks and Belinda and cross over over that. Kinda like uh if I had to say like a time period template that I think your locals could kind of fit in on, it's like maybe like um anywhere between like um for that album. I think it's either Take Care, I think it was for Drake. Kinda of like how it was like that melodic kind of vibe or kinda of like how you're talking about um um, like emo music, maybe some type of EDM type of track oh, that might cool. be a little bit more up tempo that could probably put you in another. Yeah, so it would have been like Take Care, like that album. I was kind of like mellow, like with him and Rihanna doing a lot of duets and stuff, like kind of that vibe. Or um, kind of get that 808s heartbeats, kind of boom back behind it. And then. Um, like I was saying, like an EDM track that's a little bit more up tempo that can probably be a little blend because I, I mean I think that's the like kind of um, the genres I think you could touch that just may diversify your portfolio. But um, yeah, I mean I don't think especially hearing some of the lyrics that you're dropping, like definitely feel like there's a deeper meaning behind some of it. Um. But that if I had to do that that remix track, that's how I would take that faded and then blend that over with uh, fireworks, and then just having that that um some type of piano or some type of uh, melodic sound behind your voice has been good, and I feel like that's where you uh kind of strike a chord for me from the tracks I've heard you play on. Oh, thank um, you so much. No problem. Um. I also think that uh that I definitely got to do a little bit more uh research on some of the stuff you guys are working on or have done that that might be a, a vibe check but um I think right now especially depending on depending on how we look at uh music right now so it, I guess it's not as diverse but I think my ear has changed a little bit too where um I sent uh No Sage an artist that uh is a Christian rapper. He's like a he's like a designer mixed in with like a punk rock Alex um, Jean, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of oh, vibe. Like I, yeah, mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah, like some of the songs that he's put out, like um I like I kind of like how he's kind of being transversed where he's taking some samplings off of like some songs we know and kind of um playing into that lane of like creating his own lane because it's like uh he kind of reminds me of almost like 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 I said designer with a pop smoke with a like a Christian rapper and then he's able to just traverse over some different things because when he did a Michael Jackson reference track 
for some of one of his songs. I was like, oh damn, he he had a he was ripping. I don't know if it was him or whoever was ripping electric guitar on there. Like I think with your voice and your cadence, like you could blend into like some those type of songs that have that gift of having some um stronger stuff. Like I said, with the piano was faded, and if, maybe if you find a track that you can do something with more like drums or more like electric guitar that could probably give you a different lane to get into too in the future. That'll be an interesting um, project to see you on. Yeah, thank you. But Alex, he's a really good artist. A lot of my friends really like him and I've, I listened to a few of his songs. He's really good. Um, I have been playing more songs with more, like that, that are more upbeat um, with, with electric guitars and like a really cool with really cool drums um, but we haven't really put anything out yet for me and my band we're, we're trying right now i was supposed to record today actually but i have a cold so i can't really sing the best at the moment but um it should come out soon well hey that's a dope teaser um i know we're rounding out the hour and still would love to chat with you as long as you can but um you know if you have to drop out soon totally understood like where where Q is going with that too is that um when he was playing Fresh Faded for me in his in his wit with his dope sound system, he's like, Hey, it would be nice with like the layer of that fireworks song from Drake. And then I could I could hear what he was talking about. And like obviously Drake is tapped into his different caverns too, and into his different, you know, musical chakras as it will. <laughs> Not necessarily always spitting the bars, but um on the melody scene of things. You got me thinking. I would, I would love to hear, like, you know, Q mentioned that 808 sound, uh, 808s and heartbreaks. You imagine, you know, Rosalie hitting Robocop. You know, I, that would be incredible. You know, because, you know, you think about, you you got a, you got a rap artist who really can't sing, trying to, trying to harmonize, sing on the song. You want an actual singer to come on and actually, you know, take care of that. So you think about, like, um, you know, the way uh, Ye was trying to sing on RoboCop and a couple other songs on 808s, he tried, but he still did a lot of synthesizer at that point in time. Now, now, Rosalie, if you listen to that album, you actually did like RoboCop or Pinocchio or one of those songs. Oh, my God. I mean, it would sound incredible. You got my vote for RoboCop. Uh, that's one of my jams right there. It's so many reasons. <laughs> I love RoboCop Cube, man. That's one of those songs you put on in the car, man, and just let it marinate. <laughs> Definitely got to let it play. Well, thank you. I definitely have to take a listen then. Yeah, RoboCop is nice. Um, it's it's no accident that Ye is dropping that new album by this Friday, allegedly. No, so, it ain't coming. No, you don't think so? <laughs> it ain't coming, man. You hit you hit midnight. I, you know what? He sent me off too many times. I have no faith the album's coming on Friday. Everybody's gonna light candles and sit by their Spotify and sit by YouTube, and he's gonna he's gonna release one song and he's gonna go back to sleep. Damn, that sounds like some J electronical situation. Like, ain't never, we ain't never. We don't even get detox either. No, nah, we don't even think Jay's an artist anymore. He didn't transition to like you know hanging out with Illuminati every afternoon or something. <laughs> crazy that's crazy that's wild i guess um, i got a sidebar question for rose real quick like yeah, before we let you go like like oh, uh, thank you. like is there a project or like any type of music you won't do 
Like, is I mean, I know it's like it's always it's like always like you want to take on projects or something that you know people think that might be your lane or influence you to try to do. But is it has there any been some projects you ever denied? Because I mean, it's like kind of like nowadays people it's, it's kind of player's choice now. It's like. Oh, I might play for the Cavs for these next two years, but now I'm going to go to Miami, then I'm going to go to LA, <laughs> then I'm going to go to Golden State. So, I mean, I guess for you, like, do you always want to exercise exercise your options, or do you want to just play towards your strength, or just deny? The, the original question is denying like projects you don't want to do. Um, I feel like I've been denying a few projects recently just because of school. I've been really stressed out and I've kind of feel like I've been a bit, I feel like melody writing has just been so hard and I don't know if I could ever really get back into it. It's just, I don't know, kind of like writer's block, but for artists. Um, I don't know if there's anything I wouldn't necessarily do. I mean, I do like meeting new people. I like listening to new sounds. I mean, even if it's a, I mean, I don't really listen to country music too often, but if I think something sounds good and I can keep, I could keep come up with a melody, I'd be like, oh yeah, like, oh, I'll see what I can do here. I don't think mm-hmm. I'd reject anything. The only reason why I would reject something is because I'm really stressed out. And I feel like that's been mm-hmm. happening with me a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's an honest question. Like, I really appreciate you sharing the space with us today. And I almost like have, have feel bad and selfish that, you know, you're not recording today, but I know you're a little under the weather. So I can't wait for the Thank newest you. stuff that you got going, you Thank know, you. when school's out the way. Um, but yeah, I know, I know you, uh, you're a constant learner. So, you know, I know, I know you're going to like give it your all no matter what's going on. I, I definitely wanted to take a, a sidestep real real quick and shout out Q. It's actually his birthday. So oh, happy, happy birthday, Q. Dialing in, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm out here working. You know, DMV <laughs> is like, we're only taking one shot of this picture. Now I need to update your license. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's do this. <laughs> dig it, dig it. That's what you got to do. Has to be done. So you always keep, you always stay clean cut like the photo, man? <laughs> you going with the bun? You going with the bun today? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I did go in, I did go in with the bun, but they didn't catch it. And it's like, it was funny because my brother is like, he's like, man, he's like, I was mad at the lady because she totally put my chin down and it looked like I got three chins. I was like, ah, I'm like, I'm glad I got a decent, decent beard. So that didn't show. But I was like, I look like I got like, I got like my my wavy game going. Like I'm like low cut, but it's like I could have went in there with a high top, or I could have came in there with a lion's mane. But I'm like I don't want to get called out because every time I slick my hair down or something, it's always some door guys like, "What happened, dog? This dude in this picture has a whole bunch of hair." I'm like, it's still there, bro. Like, I'm like, I'm still outside. Like don't give me like a good four months, and I'll I'll bring it back. But like, nah, they didn't get the man, they didn't get the man bun in this shot, so. I look real slick and clean, but I had this real. I did this picture this morning. Where I got a transition like five different looks on me that look decent, but from license. But it's been interesting. But then I got mad because I realized I was talking to my guy. He's like, "Oh, why didn't you get a real ID?" I'm like, "Damn!" Because he's like, "The real ID lasts for ten years." I'm like, "They didn't offer me the real ID. They just mm-hmm. gave me a regular one for four years." I was kind of mad. So <laughs> it's whatever though. That, that. no that's, that's a good story because like i wonder if the time the time capsule if 
you know, more years from now when we have digital licenses, if we be able to swap out our photos or our avatars with man buns or beards. It's a good you know. point. <laughs> <laughs> Technology is scary. AI is winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do all types of man without AI right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, you, are y'all even real? Who am I talking to? Where am I? <laughs> Those statements are all so valid. You just never know. <laughs> show for show see uh rose rosalie so i know i know maybe rosalie is sort of like a playoff of your of your name your government name but like where where's the rose comes from because like i'm not sure if it's just the image of the rose like what what made you kind of adopt that as your moniker i mean i i was 15 at the time and i just i liked the fact that rose can like different colored roses can mean different things. And at that time, I still didn't really yeah. know what genre of music I wanted to do. And I thought it right. just sounded like something that would fit any sort of genre. Um, and I still feel that way today. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my name, but I really, I don't know. I, that is what I thought about when I made it, though. No, that's a good, that's a good comparison because I think everyone thinks about the romantic aspect of roses and I love how outcast flipped roses on his head, but just the idea of different color roses, like meaning different things. Yeah. That, 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 that's definitely some imagery that's, that sticks with you. I don't, I don't think I always like to think about that. Like what you have, like obviously the funeral roses or like the friendship roses or the hope ones spectrum is endless i would i would say oh we got a drop out maybe she got a little oh we back we back (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry about that guy no no it's cool it's cool you should drop that for a second (laughs) yeah roses do mean different things and i think that that's pretty cool to represent through my music because i feel like i like to explore different types of genres, types of feelings. Love it. Nice to meet you. Cool, cool. So yeah, we'll just close it out because I know that uh, Novak's got to get running. As do I. So I I really appreciated being here. It was really sweet of you, No Sage, to invite me here today. And I was just happy to discuss music with you guys. It was really fun. No problem. So yeah, like... um. I appreciate you vibing. I appreciate you sharing. And and then, you know, I just appreciate you pushing forward. So just keep it going and, you know, listen to us on anywhere that the podcasts are. Novak usually ends the show with go out and listen to something dope today. So (laughs) check out that Bamfred album. Yes, please stream on all streaming platforms. (laughs) Nice. All right. Thanks, Bam. Thank you. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Oh, my God. Static screen facade. Don't you know the cause? I'm the one who starts. Hack what I'm on. Change it up and now you're gone. I'm what you want.
Delete who I used to be. Am I a glitch in the matrix or reality? Am I a one among the zeros? Nothing seems to add up. Divide myself among the people, never giving a fuck. Who I am, what I do, where I live, when I groove, why I win, then I lose. Why do I have to prove that my existence overall is something worth living? Cause everything in life is earned, no, it's not given. Escape from all these deep fakes. Cheap skates want a free base off a of clickbait. A parlay you in a bet that you shouldn't really take. Just to fire up the stakes, pump your brakes post taste. Cause we do it for the lost ones, especially kids. I lost one like Lauren, but I'm a special list. Cancer by the culture when you least suspect on it. Stay focused, stay bogus till they reflect on it. So when you get stuck in it, why don't you unstuck and finish? Because they want to diminish any chance you got to win it. But they can't face it I'm not like them and I know it But who the fuck am I? I can't show it Hard to tell when you chose it 